Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Resent Not the Remark. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome everyone. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I'm your host. My name is Roland. And today I want to talk about stress. I would like for you to see what stress really is when it comes to people. And what stress really is, is our tendency to take in stress. Let me explain. In the Garden of Eden, Adam was approached with uh, an idea, a suggestion. And the suggestion was that you can be a god, or you can be like a god. And Adam kind of liked that idea. And of course, there was something for him to do. He had to eat the forbidden food. And so he did, so that he could become like a god. Now, we inherit that from Adam. We inherit that nature, the nature that wants to play God. And it's pretty obvious that when somebody says you're a jerk, you resent it. When somebody cuts in front of you when you're driving, very often you resent it. It's like, how dare they do that to me as if you were God? When somebody questions what you say, you don't like it. You bristle. How dare they challenge me? Do you see? So it's very simple. You inherit that nature. Now, let's talk about that nature and what that means. What it means is that when somebody comes along that has something that you want, they have a quality that you want, or they have a possession that you want, or they have other people's approval, or other people's admiration, which you want, then you want it for yourself. And to have it for yourself, you have to become like them. Let's say you really admire them. You know, you really worship them. You know, it, we see it all the time. You see people worshiping entertainment stars, and you see people worshiping sports stars, don't you? Why do you think entertainers make millions? And why do you think sports stars make millions of dollars? Because they provide a kind of a model that other people can worship and want to be like. You see kids wanting to wear the same kind of basketball shoes as their star, or the same kind of jersey as their star. Or they want to be able to make free throws like their star. You see what I mean? So it's quite obvious. But... You see, what happens is that because of the fact that we want to be them, we want to be them. We make them into a god, and then we worship them. And when we worship them, we think that what they are will rub off on us. Or we study them, and we try to be like them. Or we try to be near them so we can absorb what they are. You even see it when you have... Uh, you know, some kind of a rock, some kind of a star, movie star or sport entertainment star, especially an entertainment star. And there's a crowd around. You see how they want to grab, they try to grab the, the star's clothes. They try, try to rip a piece of his clothing off because they want a piece of him. You see, they want his identity. They want to devour him and take him in 
and become him. Do you understand? And the same thing when we see, you know, some quality like beauty or, or valor or something like that. We want it. We want it for ourselves. So we would like to absorb it and be it or to possess it. Do you understand? So now, when there is something that we like, that we want, that we admire, and we worship it, and we want it, okay? We want it. We want to, we want to make it a part of ourselves. We want to take it in. We, it's almost like we want to eat it and devour it to make it, to make it a part of ourselves so we can be it and we can complete ourselves. But if you complete yourself as it, then you become it. Do you understand? So now do you understand how, you know, entire countries like Germany could become Hitler? Hitler became German people and the German people became Hitler. You see it happening over and over again throughout history. So now I'm talking about stress. I want you to understand the ego process involved and how our ego wants to be God, and so it wants to devour, to possess, to ingest, to internalize. You see? So in other words, anything that's bigger than you, more beautiful than you, more popular than you, or have more money than you, or something that you really, really, really want. So you want money and so on. Why? So you can have power. So you can have luxury. So you can impress other people. See? It helps you to play God. So you want it. So you've got to have it. See how that works? So anything that you want or anyone that has qualities that you want, even people you hate, you, know, you hate them because they lord it over you. You hate them because they're smarter than you or they have more money than you or something. Well, then how are you going to get what they have? How are you going to get what they have? You have to ingest it. You have to absorb it. So now do you see the connection with stress? Anything that you want, your ego wants, let's put it that way. Anything that your ego admires, your ego worships, your ego idolizes, your ego looks up to, your ego wants to have, is a stress, is a challenge to it. A challenge to get it, to have it, to absorb it, to be it. Do you understand? So now this challenge to your ego means that you have to, it permits you to absorb it. So this process of absorbing stress, absorbing challenge, it's what's killing all of us. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. So this process of absorbing stress, absorbing challenge, it's what's killing all of us. See, animals in the forest, you know, an animal is subject to the rain and the wind and maybe some other animal chasing it. But otherwise, the animal doesn't really have any stresses. But humans, what, what, what stresses do we have? Well, people around us. Why? Because we hate them. We resent them. Why? Because they, they're bigger than we are. They lord it over us. Or they're smarter than we are. Or they put us down. Or they have something we want. 
you see? And so they're a stress to you. And so other people too, they have qualities that you, that you want or things that they have you want. And so that's a stress. How are you going to get it? How are you going to get the money like they have? How are you going to have the power they have? How are you going to have the popularity they have? How are you going to have the influence they have? How are you going to have the job they have? See? And so your ego wants, absorbs the stress. Because it's only by absorbing the stress that when you have it inside, that, that, that then you can toy with it. That you can play with it in your mind. You can use it as an image in your mind to motivate you to try to get it. Do you see? So you take in the stress. So, for example, anything that challenges your ego, in other words, challenges your godhood, you resent it, and then you take it in. And so you have a picture of it in your mind. In other words, you photograph the scene. So somebody comes up to you at work and says, hey, why, how come you're, you're not getting your work done? You're kind of lazy, aren't you? And you resent the remark. Now you have, in your mind, you have the picture of that scene and you play it over and over and over and over in your mind thinking, what did she say that for? What did she mean by that? I'll get even with her. I work more than her. See? So you have absorbed it into the mind and now you're toying with it in your mind. You're playing with it in your mind. Do you understand? And so we absorb stress. And so we absorb the image of other people. Let's say you admire someone because they have more money than you, or they're more powerful you, or they're more beautiful, or they have a, a beauty that you want to have. It's like you're completing part of yourself. Now, you see, the other thing is that most of us already have a self in us that's not, that's not our self. So when you were a kid, and you hated your dad, or you let's say you hated your mom, you hated your mom because she was very clever at putting you down and stressing you in that way and she seemed so composed and so smart and she always had was always smarter than you are and you hated her because of what she said to you or maybe you worship your mom you know she you thought she was the most wonderful martyr in the whole world she worshiped her well either way whether you hated her or you worshiped her or both you took in her image and you also took it began to take in her identity in other words, you literally absorbed her stress. She was a stress. You absorbed it. And so something of her got inside of you. And now it in you, see, wants to complete itself. So now you go out in the world and there's a beautiful woman. Oh, you want to have her as your girlfriend. You want to marry her. Oh, you want to have her. And it's like you're completing a part of yourself. Well, you are, in a way, you're completing in an unhealthy way. You're completing a part of you that's not even you. You become more like the woman inside. So you have a female identity inside. Do you understand? So now I want you to see that stress. So now let's say that this is the way you've been living. Everything challenges you and everything teases you. And of course, that's what the world does. Maybe when you were a kid, you were just a happy-go-lucky kid. But people were putting you down, and people were teasing you, and people were pressuring you. And when they weren't pressuring you on the schoolyard, then they were pressuring you at home. You got to work harder. You got to study more. You got to get better grades. You got to be your athletically. You got to be better. You have to do more activities. See. And so, there were so many of those stresses, and they got to your ego. Why? Because you had an ego to get to. But remember, you inherited it. 
you inherited that nature. So after that, after you began responding in that way, then it became a habit, a lifelong habit of absorbing stress. And then you, in a kind of a perverse way, you, you then later pull it up in your mind and then go, ooh, again. Do you see that you mustn't do that? You must just let it pass. Not struggling with it, not resenting it, and then the image diminishes and goes away. But if you struggle with it, you keep it alive. So I hope that helps you to understand. I've written some books on the subject. I have a new book. I'm doing some more writing right now, and it'll be a new book. I also have a book called A Brief Introduction to Stress Management. It's a very nice book. You actually can get it for free or for a small donation if you care to at SheddingShackles.com. If you look for the meditation, the four-part meditation, it's right there. And it would be very nice. It's a very good read. A brief introduction to stress management. It'll get you started. And the meditation also, of course. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment, give us a call at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Or send Roland an email at roland at sheddingshackles.com. Thanks for listening. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Maybe when you were a kid, you were just a happy-go-lucky kid, but people were putting you down and people were teasing you and people were pressuring you. And when they weren't pressuring you on the schoolyard, then they were pressuring you at home. You got to work harder. You got to study more. You got to get better grades. You got to be your athletically. You got to be better. You have to do more activities. See. And so, there were so many of those stresses, and they got to your ego. Why? Because you had an ego to get to. But remember, you inherited it. You inherited that nature. So, after that. After you began responding in that way, then it became a habit, a lifelong habit of absorbing stress. So if somebody looked at you funny, then you got your feelings hurt and you resented him. And then you took it in and thought about it and played with it in your mind. Why did she, why did she look at me that way? What, what did I do wrong? And it's a challenge to your ego, a challenge to, to want to be God again to want them to look up to you and say, oh, you really are a great person. I'm sorry I looked at you that way and you're so smart and you're working so hard. And so you try to please them. You try to please them. But as you're trying to please them, from their perspective, they either have contempt for you or they puff up. They puff up in pride also. So now what you're actually doing is you're actually a temptation to them, for them to play God by having contempt for you, for your groveling, or by puffing up with your praise and adulation. They, they see you service, serving them, and you're serving them because you want to get their approval, because you hated them when they looked down at you, looked or didn't smile at you, or, or, or acted like you weren't good enough. So you hate them, and you're serving them and worshiping them. But as you're serving them, 
and pretend to worship them. You're serving them and pretending to worship them because you, you want them to see you in a good light as a God, okay? And meanwhile, you're doing that to them, and that tempts them to have contempt for you. And so they puff up in judgment and feel like a God lording it over your, your contemptuous catering to them and wanting their approval. Or they do puff up, and they do think, well, maybe I am pretty nice. The, the way other people are serving me and running after me and taking care of me and everything, well, maybe I am really great. And then that puffs up their ego. But either way, you are a stress to them. And when they respond to, to your stress, then they become worse. So everybody's making everybody else worse. But the process continues. And so you develop a habit of absorbing stress. So every little thing that happens, you absorb it. And soon your mind is filled with images and, and your mind is filled with scenes and with musical jingles and with commercials and with words and with memories. Your mind is awash in all of that. And then what you can do is you can just re fall into your mind and then float away with those images in your mind and those memories. You float away with them and... They now seem to serve you, don't they? Because they seem like they love you. They seem like you can go to them and hide from, from their cruel world that doesn't honor your godship. You can hide in them, and they console you. But now you know what? Now you give them power. That's right. You give your thoughts power. You give those images power over you. So they now, in your mind, stress you. So what was on the outside is now on the inside, stressing you from the inside. Do you see how that works? So you are gradually being absorbed into everything and, and you are absorbing everything. And you're losing your own true identity. So what are you going to do about this process? Well, first of all, you have to see that, you, that your ego is stressing you and that you have a habit of taking stress in. In other words, you have, you have a habit of taking umbrage, of being offended of being angered, of being irritated. And to you, it seems harmless enough, but it's not. Because every one of those little irritations, every one of those little angers, every one of those little resentments, every one of those is actually feeding what's wrong with you. And not only that, but you have a tendency to, to take in any challenge to your ego, and you take in any challenge in the form of something that you want, something that you that you admire, something you worship, some, some, what you think of as a missing aspect of yourself. So you complete yourself, you want to complete yourself by looking to these missing aspects. Well, if I just had a boyfriend, if I just had another wife, if I just had more money, if I had a better job, if I had more education, you see what I mean? If I had this or if I had that, then you feel like you would be complete but you never are complete. In fact, you're more empty. Because to get what you want, to absorb what you want, you have to let go of something. You have to give up something. See, it's always an exchange process. So what do you give up? You give up your true identity. You give up your real substance. You give up your character. You give up what you could have been, what the good Lord intended you to be, and so on. And so now... You have nothing other than some external thing, and you pull it into your mind and play with it, play with images in your mind. And by that way, you can 
toy with them and struggle with them in your mind. Do you understand? So now what you have to see is that this whole process of taking things in, that's also what's wrong with education. See, learning is supposed to be a discovery process. Just like when you were a little kid, you went from one thing to another, and you learned at, in, at lightning speed, within a very short amount of time, you learn how to do everything. You learn how to tumble, and you learn how to add, and you learn how to talk, and you learn how to do everything. But then before long, they started a process where they said, they became a stress. The teachers became a stress, the educators became a stress, and your parents became a stress. Because they did, did to you what had been done to them. They said, well, if you want to be great, if you want to be good, if you want to be like a god, if you want to have power, if you want to be admired, if you want to be worshipped, if you want to have a position of authority, and so on, then you must absorb, you must take in, you must devour this knowledge. Do you understand? And you think, well, yeah, if I take it in, then it'll become me. And the more I take in, the more knowledge I'll have, the greater I'll be. And so you give yourself to the process and you absorb the knowledge. And you play with the knowledge in your mind. And what happens? Your real self. You lose your real self. And when it's all said and done, all you have is a few memories in your mind. And you've lost your true substance. That's the process. So now you see what stress is. So now you understand how you must seal stress out. How do you do that? You learn how to be still. And you learn how to stand back from your, th from your thoughts, which are now stressing you. See, all those things that you let in. All those things that you let in and absorbed. Now they're inside stressing you. So you have to stand back from them. And just watch them without reacting to them anew. See, every time you react to them anew, it's another stress. It's, it's, you're giving more substance, see? It's another stress, so stand back from them and just watch them. Let them pass. Learn to become centered. Go out in the world and just be a regular person. Don't try to be anything. Don't have a good image of yourself or a bad image of yourself. Don't try to prove anything to other people. Never take up a dare or a challenge. Just go about your your life and do your work and be a mom or a dad or a student or whatever you are and just watch just watch people see them all struggling and striving and trying and trying to impress each other and put each other down and all just see it and let it pass don't absorb it let things go in one ear and out the other if people try to pressure you then just just stand there and just don't respond to it don't resent them just see the pressure and don't try to please them. And if somebody comes with some argument, then let it go in one ear and out the other and just say yes, yes, and walk away quickly so it's not a stress. Remember what Christ said? He said, resist not evil. So I want to leave you with one little insight. It's an insight that's taken me over 30 years to begin to really grasp. And it is what Christ said when he said, Resist not evil. You remember he said, resist not evil. And the insight came to me. I've been seeing it, you know, over and over as the years go by. But I finally really got it. When I thought about a situation where 
Have you ever had a situation where suddenly somebody said something really gross, you know, or they did something really gross, but probably they said it. They said something really gross, and then it kind of stuck in your mind, and it bothered you, what they did or what they said, ooh, kept coming back into your mind. Well, I want you to understand that that's something like resisting. It got inside, and you resist it inside. You resist it by some kind of a mental struggle with it. Maybe you resent it in your mind, or you resent having seen it, or you resent the person for having said it. You see what I mean? Something about it you resent, and it's a kind of a mental resistance, a mental struggle. And you struggle with it, and it only makes it stronger. Do you understand? Well, it's something like that, except it goes on and on and on at all levels. But can you see the basic thing that we're not to resent? We're not to resist. In other words, it's not like throwing in the towel. No, it's by not grappling with it and giving it energy. It's by not toying with it mentally. It's by not dredging it up again so that you can resent it again, so you can toy with it again, or so that you can experience the same disgust again. You know when somebody does something gro gross and you, oh, you, you moan or you groan, ooh. And then you, in a kind of a perverse way, you, you then later pull it up in your mind and then go, ooh, again. Do you see that you mustn't do that? You must just let it pass, not struggling with it, not resenting it, and then the image diminishes and goes away. But if you struggle with it, you keep it alive. So I hope that helps you to understand. I've written some books on the subject. I have a new book. I'm doing some more writing right now, and it'll be a new book. I also have a book called A Brief Introduction to Stress Management. It's a very nice book. You actually can get it for free or for a small donation if you care to at SheddingShackles.com. Now, I want you to go to my website and get the meditation. Give it a try. It's free. It's free. And my website is SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.